We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nice of Trav to get in an early request today. This is from 87, apparently, on a way back Wednesday. 913-586-7610 on the J.S. Southland Tow Service text line. You pick the music. And Trav weighing in early. It's a good way to wake up in the middle of the week. It's a... When they head back to practice. Yeah. When do they well, go back to I practice? Tomorrow? I think, they, I think they air off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think. Maybe. Billy sent me a picture of uh, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey over at the KU game last night. So they're off, I guess, yesterday and today. So congratulations to them. Two days off in the middle of the week. Must be nice. They weren't in their playbook? I know. I don't know what to say. Wow. San Francisco is going to be preparing. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are at a basketball game. Yeah. Super Bowl over. Yeah. Uh I think, if I'm not mistaken, somebody was at the Golden State game. One of the Niners was at the Golden State game. Oh, well, they're, you know I mean, mean, you know, yeah, they're not in their playbook they're, they're either. All, they're, all their, they're all making their appearances at other crossover events. Of course, that's what you was, do. What was it? It was something like uh, Bay Area royalty. I saw the tweet or something right. like that. Uh, it was probably Kittle and McCaffrey at a, at the Golden State game or something. Well, this is the time you live it up. I mean, yeah. you've got this week between the Super Bowl. You become America's guest. You kind of do all the things that you want to do before you kind of hunker down and, you know, <laughs> go and, and get ready for this football game. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of Neanderthals out there that think you're supposed to be in your playbook 365, 24-7, and th- that's just not the case. you got to unwind. you got to let, you know, uh, yourself have some ability to get out and do some things to get away from, from the sport. I think it's important to do that. I think it's vital that you have, you know, this week off. I was talking to my daughter about it last night. She goes, so there's no game this weekend I said no we're we're off this weekend she goes that's kind of good get everybody an opportunity to get healthy I'm like yeah that's the other thing you know you get this week off to not only get the opportunity to get healthy but to clear your mind and and I think that was one of the biggest reasons why we saw Patrick Mahomes kind of turn that corner after that debacle to the Oakland Raiders and then having the opportunity to have the week off before that you know that charger game to just kind of clear his mind and and there's something to be said about getting off your feet but getting off your brain I think is as important as getting off your feet you know at this time of the year and so if they want to go out and check out KU or Golden State all that stuff I suggest do it all this week my man do it all this week and go have some fun because next week you get on a plane on Sunday or whenever it is you fly to Las Vegas and then you're stuck in the Raider practice facility and and that concerns me a little bit you're stuck in a loser practice facility they should have found a local high school that wins instead of the Oakland Raiders that lose all the time to have to be in their practice facility but it is what it is and here we sit and we're getting ready for uh, for the Super Bowl. What eleven days now? We got eleven days to go until the big game. They'll probably get out some stickers and put them over the Raiders stuff. Yeah, Raider I would hope so. I, think, I would so. hope somebody's already out there putting the red bunting around and the drapes up and all of that kind of stuff that's necessary to cover up that stench of the Raiders. I was actually thinking of this.
this earlier. I, I was reading a tweet from somebody down at the Senior Bowl, and they're, they're questioning whether or not Andy Reid's going to come back. Please stop asking about Andy Reid. He's coming back for five more years. End of discussion. Move on to the next topic. But they were talking about the AFC West and, and all the new coaches that are there. I'm going to go on record and say this right now. I think the Raiders are in the best possible position of all the other AFC West teams that are out there right now. I, I, I don't like the hire in L.A. I don't like Sean Payton and what he's done so far out in Denver, but I really like Antonio Pierce. I there's just I think he's a motivator. I think he's a leader. I think he's somebody that 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 team is going to follow. You hire the right assistant coaches, snag yourself a quarterback, and I think you're ready to go. But I think I think the Raiders are actually in the best position to be the the biggest challenger for the Chiefs over the next couple of years. We'll see how it all plays out. But that's kind of my uh, my two cents opinion on where we are on the 31st of January. You know, at the end of uh, last season, I love where the Raiders are positioned right now compared to everybody else. Did Trey Smith sit to the right of Creed? That's a, that's a valid question. Uh, I saw he no, he actually was sitting in the right position yeah. next to Creed. Yeah, he was, he was to the probably, right of Creed. They're yeah. probably used to that. That's how they just sit down on the bench and everything too. So right, they sit in order on the bench. So I yep. guess they did just stay in order everywhere they go right so does that mean like creed always has to drive i think so when they yeah, go somewhere i would imagine unless they're in england when they get a yeah they get a postal yeah, vehicle yeah, exactly yeah one of those post office vehicles yeah <laughs> which would actually be great if you could see trey and creed driving in a postal. well vehicle. we saw them in the golf cart right yeah, you yeah. know we saw them in the golf cart so we might as well see them in a postal vehicle yeah, let's yeah. go somebody from the post office bring them one He's like i'm tired of always driving yeah well i gotta sit to your well, right you know fine hand. Get a post office vehicle. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of taking your brain off of things, uh, Mahomes did it the only way he knows how, dropping by the drive yesterday. Yes, that's a good way to do it. Ah, See how Mm -hmm. Um, he says, though, getting to uh, this year's Super Bowl amidst adversity feels pretty good. We want to finish it off with a win, and you can really appreciate it. But um, just to go through the adversity um, and get better because of it and be better going into the playoffs because of it. I mean, uh, we really felt calm, and we felt like we were ready to go every single game that we've played so far in the playoffs because we've, we've dealt with the adversity, and we know how to deal with it and, and be better for it. Um, and it, it's something that I think will, will help us out not only in the Super Bowl but uh, the rest of our careers. How important was that because you guys were able to advance, and obviously San Francisco, two teams that have been here before, two teams that have played in AFC and NFC championship games where Baltimore and Detroit, they haven't played. How much do you think that experience played a factor down the stretch? Um, I think it does a little bit at least. I mean, just being in the games before, you can control your emotions early especially, um, especially being in a hostile environment. Um, and to know that it's going to take all four quarters, I think that's another thing is sometimes when you get up early, um, you kind of lose that momentum and all of a sudden one thing happens and the momentum goes the other way, whereas – you just kind of rely on you've been there before. You know how to just take it one play at a time. Um, no matter if it's a positive play, negative play, keep keep your mind in the right spot and be ready to go for that next play. And then, for instance, if you fumble uh, or if you if you cost your team a penalty by taunting and then you fumble at the goal line and then you go punch the bench, sometimes that lack of experience will get you. That's what for it was. Instance. But that's kind of what it was. I, I think the experience does matter. and Not that experience is going to weigh on one side or the other in the Super Bowl because each team has eight guys that were in the, the last Super Bowl that these two te- teams matched up, but the Chiefs have more experience postseason-wise than the San Francisco 49ers do. We talked about that last week, how experience was going to be a factor in 
this game against the Ravens. And and I think just having that postseason experience for Patrick Mahomes, it's a lot more than what, you know, Brock Purdy has had, even though he's had, you know, two years now, allegedly, of, you know, kind of postseason experience. I still think Patrick Mahomes has the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to the experience, and the head coach is the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to the experience. So I think it does factor in. I think it matters. You know how to act. You know how to react. And when you're in a big game of that magnitude and a bad play happens, you can't react like you're on, you know, on, on the schoolyard playing with your friends when you were a kid. We're not going to freak got, out here. No, exactly. <laughs> You've got to find a way to maintain your composure because if you don't maintain your composure and it ends up affecting the rest of the game and you lose, well, there's no tomorrow. This isn't the regular season where you can go punch a bench and get back at it next Sunday. This is the postseason. And if you react improperly and lose your mind like that and you're not able to get it back, well, you've just absolutely cost your team an opportunity to win a game. When it comes to uh, Mahomes, every week brings like another record. They've been shattering playoff records now already. They're going to have some Super Bowl ones. They're going to be able to attain awfully quick as well. And when he hears playoff records and Super Bowl records, what's he think of? I mean, it's an honor, man, just to be mentioned along those names. Um, but, I mean, it's uh, it's something you don't think about at the time. But I know when I'm done, I'll, I'll truly appreciate the greatness of, of the run that we've had in Kansas City. Um, and the greatness of the players that I've had around me and the coaches that I've had around me. Um, I mean, it, it, it's made my job a lot easier. And I come to work every day and try to give everything I have because I know that I don't want to look back and have any regrets on, on how I've kind of taken advantage of all these opportunities that I've been given. Um, and uh, the goal now is to find a way to win one, win this Super Bowl because uh, it will be a great challenge for us against a great football team. And uh, you want to make sure that you, you give everything you have in order to do that. He's, I just think he's always going to be that way too, man. I'm not going to waste any opportunities. Let's mm-hmm. go. You can't waste opportunities. You don't know if you're ever going to get another one. The one thing that did stand out to me, though, is when I'm done, what's he, what, is he, he's going to retire eventually? Well, I mean, he's not doesn't know when, but eventually he is. It all are we sure it all about comes that? To an end. That's true. Are he we may just, sure about he that? He may just be the ultimate yeah. freak and just he may never playing. go away, man. He may never go away. But opportunity knocks. You need to kick in the door and take advantage of the opportunity because this could be the last one, right? You don't. You just don't know when this team is going to get back or when you're going to get back on the big stage like this. And so, if you don't go in and, and approach this game like it's the last time you're ever going to play in the Super Bowl, I think you're doing it wrong for both teams, for San Francisco and Kansas. If you're any team that makes it to the Super Bowl or to the NCAA championship game or anything like that, you've got to go out there and embrace this opportunity and act like it's the last time you're ever going to be in this situation. Well, the Chiefs have achieved a status I think some of you have wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, BetOnline.ag was tracking tweets over the last 90 days and right. uh, looking for uh, for negative ones. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are the most hated team on Twitter, anyway, right? So. Which is, which is, I'm not so surprised. They've, they've attained the uh, the number one status over the uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles in third, but the uh, most negative sentiments about each franchise, I guess, is how they tracked it, mm-hmm. <laughs> showed that the Chiefs are number one in becoming the new enemy. Well, I'd like to know what uh, the the the, uh, the 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 scorecard looked like, if you will, over the last you know twenty one days or so, and seeing how much more hated the Chiefs are than they were at the beginning of the postseason. Because as we'll hear throughout the day, a lot of people believed that they were done after that Raider game, right? And so I think people kind of backed off the Chiefs a little bit at the end of the regular season, and then you beat you know Miami, and I'm sure the hate builds, and then it builds when you beat Buffalo, and then clearly it builds when you beat Baltimore. And now that you're back in the postseason, I, I would imagine. 
right now, the hatred for the Kansas City Chiefs is at an all-time high. Now, I can't see why anybody would hate this organization. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are very likable. If you haven't seen the Subway commercials yet that they're doing, they're fantastic. I, I love it. And, you know, Travis is kind of taking control on one the other day with the churro saying, hey, the sidekick's better than the main course and all that kind of stuff. Like, how you don't like those guys, how you don't like Andy Reid, I think the only uh, reason, yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. The only reason that everybody hates this team right now is winning, and and they're very good at it, and they're going to continue to win, and they're going to continue to be hated, and I love it. This is what we've strived for for all those years, to kind of be that villain, you know, to be the Yankees, to be the Celtics, to be the Patriots, to be that team that's hated by everybody. Well, here we are. We've arrived, everybody, and I want to give America the double bird and go out there and crush the San Francisco 49ers to give them even more reason to sit around and hate the Kansas City Chiefs because the more they hate you, that means the more you're winning and the more success that we're having. And, boy, we're loaded with success right Over now. Over 10,000 uh, mean tweets were tracked, uh, targeted towards the Chiefs. I yeah. um, went a deeper dive. Uh, 7,500 of those were for Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Have you checked in on him lately? Is he doing all right? Yeah, he I hope right? he's doing okay. Is anybody but the Chiefs? Yeah, wish for the that Super was Bowl? weak. That was weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know that was tough. I feel so. bad. Feel bad for him. Next year, there's always next. There's year. always next year, Jamar, next year. but not in Cincinnati. Not, not now. Uh oh, Kansas is invading Missouri. Oh boy, we'll get to that next. I think Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When days were much more innocent. You picked the music on a way oh back Wednesday. Oh my God! Yeah, right. Three, five, eight, six, seven, six, ten. Include your name so that you may get the credit. Isaac Deer is producing today, so he will uh, keep track of your requests and uh, include your name so we can tell you who uh, who requested the song. Isaac, you remember who requested? I do. Hot yeah. for teacher. Yeah, this comes from uh, Detroit Derek, oh. who is uh, still mourning over the Lions. Oh, okay. Um, uh. So we we put him on first here, but uh, Van Halen, hot for teacher, as you said, where the days were much more innocent. Yeah, a lot more innocent <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah. We all had that teacher. We were in love with Miss Clark, Miss Ambrosio, Miss Lippy. Mm-hmm. I love Miss Lippy. 
Uh, did you feel the, uh, the the tremors yesterday? Not really. Like there was a little like, and I thought the ground was moving and like stuff was like rattling on the bookshelves and stuff. Are we on that new Madrid fault? That's what I was wondering. Turned out KU just announced it's playing in Missouri is really what it, what happened yesterday. And Kansas fans are like, cool. And Missouri fans are like, over my dead body. <laughs> it's so great. Why does Missouri uh, get so mad about that kind of stuff? The best part is Kansas is like, that's cool, and moved on. And Missouri's like trying to troll, and Kansas is like, eh, whatever. So Kansas is building a new football stadium, of course. Right. And uh, because of that, they are displacing games next season. They'll play uh, two non-conference games uh, in Kansas. Yep. At, uh, at Children's Mercy Park over with uh, Sporting, mm-hmm. which should be kind of fun for a couple games. Yeah, fun. And then their four Big 12 home games will all be played at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Which is a good idea. I mean, you might as well go over there and play. I love the renderings with the Jayhawk on the on the 50-yard line, too. That's going to look awesome. I hope they leave that there for, like, the Chiefs game the next day and that the Jayhawk is right there on the 50-yard line, and maybe they paint, like, the Arrowhead over it, but you can still clearly see the Jayhawk painted on the Oh, you the, want the uh, faded the paint look? Yeah. Okay. Or, or just leave the Jayhawk. It's a much better logo than, than you know, anything else that they could put on the center of the field. I love the fact that Arrowhead's embracing uh, the Jayhawk logo and placing it on the center of the 50-yard line. I think it's going to be awesome to see that there all year. TCU, Houston, Iowa State, and Colorado. Huge games. Will be the games yeah. at Arrowhead Stadium. Iowa State's got a chance to be a big crowd. Yeah. Um, Colorado, maybe. Depending on how they're doing, there might be a fascination for just Dion. Just Joe, Joe Fan to yeah. come watch Colorado. I don't know. Sure. Um, TCU and Houston. Yeah, but, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. One, are there Kansas people out there going, I will never go watch a game in Missouri. Didn't hear from one of those yesterday. I didn't either, which I, is weird. Didn't, didn't hear from one of those yesterday. Weird. If they move our Jayhawks to Missouri, I'm never going again. Oh, my God. I had not heard that. No. I had not heard that. No. Although you do sometimes get grumbling when they have to cover for the basketball game. So, you know, there is there is some of that. Yeah, that's because that's, you're leaving Allen Fieldhouse, though. Abandoning you know? Allen Fieldhouse yeah. for, for the comfy seats of T-Mobile. Yeah, that, that's all that is. That That's like, hey, we play in Allen. We got a great home field advantage. What do we want to go over the T-Mobile Center for? What what benefit does that give us as opposed to Allen Fieldhouse? It's not like you're leaving the Page Center and playing a game at T-Mobile. Uh, does Jackson Do Jackson County residents get first dibs? I would hope, get- yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Kansas is the prominent team in the community, and so there are a lot of Jayhawk fans, I'm sure, that live in Jackson County that would love the opportunity to have first dibs at KU tickets. That have never gone to a game before because they wouldn't go to Kansas. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the logo. The Jayhawk logo on I the field is going to be priceless. I can't wait to see the Jayhawk logo. Uh, will the Cauldron attend? At Children's Mercy? I hope so. Will they get yeah, first crack at the great. Children's Mercy yeah. tickets and they're banging the drum the whole time? Would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Have to explain some of the rules to Yeah. <laughs> to hey, that well, group. you may have to. That's fine. Yeah. Just like when I go to a soccer game or all those, parents in Johnson saying, County go to a soccer game. Beloved soccer nerds there in the uh, in the end zone at, at sporting. Yeah. It teach them a new sport, maybe. That's fine. I'm all about learning new things, right? Yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. I, yeah. I I like the fact that they're going over there to play for, for four games. You might you might as well try to capitalize on on where the program is right now, right? Coming off two of the best consecutive years that they've ever had. There's a lot of momentum building, and this isn't like it was, you know, ten years ago where if you played a game in Arrowhead, there'd be nobody there, and it would really look bad on TV. I think it's going to be a pretty good turnout for these games over there at, at Arrowhead Stadium. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just don't know why Missouri fans get so bent over it. Like, it, it really has shifted to me 
going through this whole stadium process, and, and we've got some glorious stadium gossip to get to a little bit later on in the show, but it really has like occurred to me during the stadium gossip, like Kansas is like, okay, whatever, we don't care, and Missouri is like, we're never going to a game in Kansas. Like, I, I don't understand why oh, I love it, the, the Missouri hatred is so different towards Kansas than the Kansas is towards Missouri. Kansas is looking at Missouri going, eh, that's cool. We got, you know, Union Station, downtown's fun, the ballpark's cool. I like all that kind of stuff. That's fun. And then you got Missouri people going, I'll never set foot in Kansas, except if I got to gamble on Sunday. Yeah. I'm because there was a there was a tweet yesterday by I don't know well I wasn't the antlers but it was like another student group like we should buy a bunch of tickets and go heck a lot go for it I do it it's pretty funny actually <laughs> yeah they have a whole section in the upper deck yeah. just, just yelling at Jayhawks all day <laughs> would be, be pretty a lot funny. of fun uh, yeah. from the eight one six just wait until Jayhawk tickets are increased by three eighths of a cent for the Arrowhead games <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you can only yeah. use Frank bucks yeah. to buy those tickets over over at Arrowhead but I mean where else are they supposed to play right yeah. like I really would have liked them to play all their games at Children's Mercy Park because I thought the soccer idea for the Chargers was really cool and it was the perfect size stadium for them, right? They didn't need any more than 25,000 because they don't have any fans out there in LA. But I thought for a year that would have been cool to play all your games at Sporting and, Park. And, and obviously no, logistically it probably couldn't work. no one work. said it was though. That's the problem in LA. Like, yeah. It wasn't fun. Uh, the home team didn't go. Well, that's their problem. And, and Tickets were a little more expensive for the visiting team, but it was all visiting crowds. Right. So it wasn't really the hit that I thought it was because I thought you'd, you'd be like, creating, Did you ever go to a game no, there? No. Creating a demand and yeah. do whatever, but it, it no one really liked it. So, um, and then what, what yeah, didn't they think, like about it though? Like, what was wrong with that atmosphere? Was it just too small for an NFL so. game or something? Because too small, and then obviously there was no there was no home fandom. But right, but that that's, that's on them. them. Could but, could you but, imagine having like K, KC like, play over there for for a week or, or I'm two saying that year, was the you know? first year they were trying to like yeah uh, adopt a team and you gave them no space to go to. You know, it's kind of yeah. weird. Anyway. Um, but you also ripped Children's, the team out of a fan base that loved their team and moved it up the yeah, you know, up of, the there road. Yeah, a lot of anger. Yeah. So, I mean, Children's Mercy, though, I mean, the problem is you can only maybe squeeze in like 20, you know? So, yep. um, the way that KU is going right now, they're building momentum. And so, yeah, it'll be a nice, I think it'll be a nice packed place for a couple of games, but you you do probably need more space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, um, seating-wise, it just wasn't going to work. Again, there's... I'd rather have a high demand ticket, though, Josh, than have a big building that looks oh, empty. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, think old Wizards games. Yeah, exactly. We're tough. Right. Yeah, and they I were went, bad. And I went to those. Oh God, yes. I liked the Wizards, and it was sometimes it was kind of depressing. Very depressing. Yeah. Like, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah, why are we playing in such a big building? This right. is kind of this is kind of this is kind of difficult. Again, there's no other choice. Um, the stadium's being rebuilt, right? As you know, as they're going, it's not like you can you know say, hey, everybody, bring their chair. Which would we'll, be kind of fun. We'll clear out enough space. Everybody <laughs> just sits, bring a lawn chair. Everybody just sits on the hill and, and watches the game, and we'll still have the field in place. So it's yeah. just a little difficult to do that. I do. I do question whether or not uh, some of the KU momentum slips. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be an excitement, obviously, for a new stadium when it's done. Well, but, yeah. But to me, like where the program's at, you still need to be driving momentum. Mm-hmm. And I, I am curious as to what's well, kind of hard. It's not you're not in your home building and you're going to have to drive momentum by saying go to alternate venues and see what it's like. Um, so that but that, they don't have any other choice. I mean, they're 
they're building. But I think I think you can actually drive momentum more in Kansas City and pick up more fans, if you will, because driving over to Arrowhead, having the ability to park and having the ability to, you know, have the, the space to spread out, I think really does make a difference. And again, I'll go back to the stadium conversations that, you know, I've been having with a lot of people about, you know, where are we going to park? That's a real thing here in Kansas City, right? You know how it is in Lawrence. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to go over there and not only park, but the traffic is ridiculous. You basically have 23rd Street to get into town and you know oh, all that kind paid, of though. stuff. Great. Oh, oh, is it great? Yeah, Fantastic! Like oh, like, well, that's wonderful. Like great, December, grand. Hey, hey, way to go! It's all open now. Um, so, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy to go to a game in Lawrence. It's easy to go to a game at Arrowhead, and I think you're probably going to have a lot more fans from Kansas City. You go, you know what? They're playing over there. They're playing Colorado, or they're playing Iowa State, or they're playing somebody like that. Probably could get a fairly reasonable ticket. Plenty of places to park. You don't have to worry about driving on somebody's lawn and figuring all that kind of stuff out. So maybe you go out there and have these games at Arrowhead slash Children's Mercy this year, and maybe you do add more fans because the ability to get to the games is just a lot easier, more convenient, and more relaxing. And then you get the fan hooked, and they're like, well, I can't wait now that the new stadium opens in Lawrence, and you go over there for that. That's kind of the way that I would look at it if I'm the University of Kansas, if you want to talk about momentum. Hey, plenty of ample parking. You don't have to worry about parking on, you know, you know Bubba's lawn over there in Lawrence and, and, and having your, a keg thrown on your on the hood of your car. Just go over to Arrowhead. It'd be fine. Yeah, and have a keg thrown on your car. have a keg thrown on the hood of your car. Yeah. Uh, an article that is making us laugh when it comes to needing a Super Bowl. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins Bob and Josh every Friday at 7.30. Right here on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought the ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning. Jackson on him. Some like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my T Rose. Hey, the captain, I'm lieutenant. I'm the type of can of men casting, grind like I'm broke. That Lambo, my new, she'll ride like my ghost. I'm riding around my city with my head on my toes. Cause these want me dead. And I gotta make Good job, Isaac. You always gotta find the clean version. Just a heads up on way back back Wednesday. Sometimes they'll try to sneak one by you. 913-586-7610 on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line on a way back Wednesday. Uh, Your requests are welcome. Tag your name so you get the credit. And uh, so today on this one, we have Mahomes' favorite pregame song from Micah in Denver. Okay. Wanted to hear some Mahomes' favorite pregame song, which is Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. And, of course, yes, I found the clean Clean version. version. Thank you. Just for our purposes. I'm yeah, I'm pretty new here, so yeah, I'd like to stay here. That's fine. We won't blame you. It'll no. be B Dub's fault. Yeah, we'll blame it. We'll pass the buck. It'll be fine. This is an unbelievable article. <laughs> I thought it was written last year or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, know when this thing was written. So it was on fan sided. Hey. And I'll click, sure. Three Kansas City Chiefs who need a Super Bowl more than anyone else. Right. And I'm and I, I just before I looked, tried to do this too. Before you looked, I kind of like, huh? I wonder who who do they think? Who do they think? Right. And who they thought was stupid? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about any of these. No, actually, <laughs> quite you know honestly, I mean? like, like Kadarius I Tony. Would, I would put fans on this before any, any yeah. of these. So number three was Kadarius Tony. Right, Kadropius makes the list of somebody who needs a Super Desperately Bowl. Desperately needs a Chiefs Super Bowl for what? 
to have another ring so he can go on uh, Instagram and I talk trash? I don't understand. Don't understand. For himself, sure. Sure, but, but then everybody needs a Super Bowl. Salvage probably no, his or his career here yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, that's done. Number two was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, it'd be nice to get him one on his way out. Sure, absolutely. All be cool. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Before he either becomes, I think, a uh, a year-to-year running back, mm-hmm. or maybe he, I know he was studying nursing. Maybe he goes to the medical he, field. Maybe he decides to move on. And yeah. He, and he, he takes, you know, the uh, four years of NFL experience and, Mm-hmm. Goes into his second career, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either, right? I was talking to somebody the other day about Pacheco and and his contract and, and whatnot, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire falls into this category as well. Saquon Barkley can't get paid, right? And if Saquon Barkley can't get paid, what is Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to get this offseason? He's going to get a one-year like vet minimum type he's of deal. He's got to go the Jerick McKinnon route. He's going to have to. And, and there's nothing wrong no, with not that. At all. There's nothing no. wrong with that. Continue do you want to keep playing? Do you want to make yourself valuable to a team? Yeah, go sign little one-year deals and keep playing, and keep playing, and do the, do the or, little things, or don't, and, or don't, or go know. go go do your post career nursing and all that kind of stuff, which would be really cool if Ceh was taking blood from your arm or something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. But Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, I feel bad for that guy. He's gonna, they're going to run him into the ground. He's going to walk away and make only seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for the rest of his life. You know, for for the rest of his running back life, I should say. So the running backs just don't get paid in this league. So Clyde Edwards-Helaire may have to come back here on a one-year deal. That may be the best spot for him. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it'd be good for him if he was a, I don't want to say key, but a, a, a more of a contributor. Right. Um, in this one, because he I, wasn't he wasn't last year. No, he was inactive last year. He played in the, in the Tampa one, and they lost. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it'd be good for him. I don't, okay. But I'd also like to see the Chiefs, like, and this is totally a tangent right now, but the Chiefs sign him to a one-year deal instead of wasting a draft pick on a running back right now. Okay, that's something we could get to in the offseason probably, yeah. yeah. Which would you rather have? Yeah. But you don't even have to. I mean, you can find undrafted. Mm-hmm. And they've done that. They've done a decent job of that. They've done a great like, job with running backs. With, I'm not going to sit here and question you know, their running back position. You know, if they want to use a late. But you're not always going to find a seventh round running Right. You're you always I mean? not going to find. Like, Pacheco was a, a different Just, type you, of running back because he was a COVID you struck, guy. You struck right in that in that draft. People right? forgot about him. So he's is he is he he's the Tom Brady of. Mm. He's a top rated running back. It's ruined it for everybody. Like, sure. Just get a seventh yeah, round guy. Right. Well, that there were instances why he went. But also, I think too, still have to go like a mid round at some point in time, probably. Yeah, to, to it's not. Fill. It's not just though the seventh round pick with Isaiah Pacheco. Andy Reid has been brilliant with running backs, yeah. no matter who it's been. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, if if they want to move on from Clyde and draft somebody or undrafted free whatever, they make the running yeah. back position yeah. work. There's no team that's better at making the running back position work than what Andy Reid. Like does. I'll let you handle running backs and DBs all you want. All just, you want, just go do your thing. <laughs> just go yeah. do your thing. Yeah. And then the number one, the number one uh, chief who needs a Super Bowl win. I didn't understand this one at all. It said Chris Jones. Mega contract is coming after a Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. It's coming I don't think regardless. A Super Bowl win has anything to do with his contract status. No, nothing at all. At all. Zero, zilch, not. There's only two people on this team that need a Super Bowl win, in my opinion, anyway, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Because now, every time you set foot in January in a postseason game, be it the playoffs or the Super Bowl, 
we're talking legacy games for both of these guys, right? A third title for Andy Reid will tie him with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs and put him one title back of Chuck Knoll and three back of Bill Belichick. Think about how fast that happened, Josh. Bill Belichick had six. Andy Reid gets this Super Bowl win. He's all of a sudden at three. He's going to get close to passing Bill Belichick, if not blowing past Bill Belichick in the next five years. At this pace that they're on right now, Mm -hmm. what have we been to four Super Bowls in five Five, years, right? And so if Andy coaches another five years, which is what we expect, you're talking about another four Super Bowls in five years at this pace. You win this one, you're at three. You win three more, you're tied with Bill Belichick or potentially passing Bill Belichick. That's wild. And for Patrick Mahomes, this is a legacy game too because a win in the Super Bowl, he ties Troy Aikman for fourth all-time in wins and puts him one behind Montana and Bradshaw. They have four apiece, and then there's Tom Brady at seven. So the only people in this entire game on both sides that quote-unquote need a Super Bowl victory are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And it's not because of 2024. It's because of their all-time legacies. And these Super Bowl wins for these two guys this year go a long way in cementing their legacies and who they are as coaches and quarterbacks all-time in this league. I know Super Bowls aren't as important to, like, say, a tight end's resume. Right. But another thing that... Kelsey can t- continue to add on in addition to his yards sure. and all his playoff right. things, and he adds the titles to it too because there's, you know, there's still the Gronk comparisons or whatever. Right, right. To further like separate yourself and whatever, win them all. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just go win them all, but right. not imperative. Chris Jones, you can kind of say the same thing. Like, I don't think he's going to make any more money in a contract this offseason because he wins another one. But if he's mm-hmm. got three rings at the end of his career, right, in addition to a bunch of numbers and like best, you know, one of the best at his position mm-hmm. during his during his era. Maybe he's got a case at the end. You yeah, know? maybe. So, um, but that was funny. It was like it was more that a mega contract's coming after a super win. No mega contract's probably coming anyway, unless he decides to remain in Kansas City. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 I look at the Super Bowl. Obviously, I want to win because I want to win the Super Bowl. But I want to win this thing more so now for Mahomes and Andy Reid to continue that legacy to make it easier yeah, for you're them. Here, you're here, win it. Yeah, you continue can, to add and stack and and whatever. continue to make people feel very uncomfortable when they start to question who the greatest of all time is, both on a coaching standpoint and at a quarterback standpoint. It's the only two spots, Josh, that are. Just judged based on championships in this league, right? As you mentioned, we're not judging tight ends or defensive linemen on how many championships they have. But when you start talking about quarterbacks and coaches, we have gotten into this era now or wherever we are where you're judging coaches and quarterbacks strictly on what they do in the postseason and Super Bowl titles that they have. And the only reason for, or the only way that Patrick Mahomes can become the quote unquote greatest of all time is to get up there with seven or possibly eight Super Bowl championships and I want to see Andy Reid continue to stack them because I want people to feel uncomfortable about Bill Belichick as well and trying to figure out if he is the greatest of all time because I don't think he is. I think he's shown that without Tom Brady, he is he's, you know, whatever coach gets fired after year three in this league right now. So I, I think it's just vital to win this game for the legacies of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because they take such a big leap from where they are to where they would be if they win this game in 12 days. But not necessarily... Uh... Kadarius C. No, God, no, no. <laughs> It'd be nice to get them all rings, but yeah, you know, that's a, that's a, that's about it. Yeah. Um, who'd have thought David Letterman needed to 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 weigh in? But I guess David Letterman needed to weigh in, right? Yeah. Um, he's talking uh, Taylor and Kelsey and Kelsey, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a big fan of what's going on here. 
Taylor Swift, I don't think in the history of show business, in the history of popular culture, we've ever witnessed anything like this. Tremendous. She fills stadiums around the world and puts on a three-hour show. Now, we live in a world now where all we hear is nonsense and ugliness. And the nonsense can't be more nonsensical. And the ugliness, God hopes it can't get any uglier. But that's all we hear. That's all we hear. So now, here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing, bright light of goodness in the world. And she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer. And people <laughs> No, that's go, not true. What? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Yeah. And, An interesting parent. And go people ahead. go crazy. And the, the Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, no, no. Don't bother us. We're all caught up in football. We don't want Taylor in football. And the Taylor Swift people, the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm saying... Huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And it's something positive and happy for the world. And also politically, Taylor Swift is a huge force and I think just wants to see people do the right thing. So God bless Taylor Swift and Kelsey Grammer. That's Not all I Kelsey had. Kelsey Grammer. Hmm? <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Very well done by David Letterman. That in that, there. Right? Yeah, yeah, so good. So good. So good. And he's talking about Taylor Swift. And, you know, you, you know from your daughter and my, my daughter, they're happy when they listen to Taylor Swift, right? Like she brings that legit happiness to all of her fans. And there's not many artists that do that or many people that do that. And, and I've started to see a lot this week, Josh, since they won the game about, you know, Taylor Swift and she's bad for the NFL and all this crap that Tony Dungy likes to peddle because he's a loser. Um, and and I think ultimately I look at Taylor Swift as as somebody that has given me the opportunity to create a different kind of bond with my kids over what's going on right now. And for that, I love her. And. I think when I look at her as an artist and I see the happiness that she brings, it reminds me of Jimmy Buffett. That was the artist who, if you're down or whatever, he would always bring happiness to me. Still does. I mean, even even you know post mortem, he still brings happiness. You know, to me when I listen to his songs, I smile, I sing along, it put me in a good mood. And Taylor Swift does that for so many people. And I don't know if you guys, Isaac and Josh and the text line have ever had an artist that kind of puts you in that mood, gets you happy, makes you makes you feel good like Taylor Swift does for all of her fans. But I did. It was Jimmy Buffett. So I understand what fans are going through with Taylor Swift and why it makes them happy. Her music's good. She's fun. She's beautiful. She's got the world, you know, by the by the string and can do whatever the hell she wants. And so I love the Taylor Swift effect that she's having on the NFL, and I hope it continues for decades. Kelsey Grammer, for me, I thought his new show is even actually pretty good. Pretty good, not bad, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not even Mahomes is buying the Justin Tucker bit. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. If anybody is an eyewitness to the Karen off at 71st and Tomahawk this morning, let us know. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.